Now, first of all, before I jump into this commentary, long away the commentary on the low. I've been wanting to do this for a while and I did commentary for part one, part three, part four. Fuck, unfall. Part four was such a fucking task to get through, man. Um, part five, I refuse to do commentary unless I have a bottle of gin or vodka on deck, preferably 100 proof, um, because I'm going to need that shit to get through part five. But um, before we talk about part two and jump into this commentary, first of all, let me shout out director. Um, let me hopefully say I say his name right. Uh, Alejandre Aya, um, director of High Tension, The Hills Have Eyes, 2006, I think that remake came out, uh, which just celebrated the anniversary of his release. I wanted to do commentary for that last night, but I just was not up to it. And I didn't want to do just a bland ass, you know, commentary where I wasn't, you know, doing my dry humor, cracking my jokes and dropping my gems and just you know how I usually do commentary. I was too tired. I wasn't up for it. And I'd be damned if I just put out a bullshit episode for y'all, man. I try to do the best I can every time around. But, um, you know, he also directed uh, Piranha 3D, which I love, and uh, Crawl, which I did commentary for. Y'all can check it out, which was a great fucking surprise for me, man. I didn't know what to expect, but that movie was awesome. But I'm shouting this guy out because I literally recorded an episode doing a trailer reaction and thoughts to um his new movie is you know it's actually fully french film with subtitles it's called oxygen and it's coming on netflix and i did a trailer reaction episode for it but i deleted it because i kind of veered off course as far as talking about what i should have been talking about in regards to the movie i kind of started talking about a whole bunch of different things on top of trying to basically say how I felt about the trailer. The trailer wasn't bad, but I just wanted to, you know, shout him out and give him his, his, you know, put some spec on his name because I feel bad that I didn't upload the trailer. It's not until once it, these episodes are already deleted and I, there's no way I can ever upload them again that I start to miss some of them. I don't do it often. I'm lying. I, I do do it often. I just don't tell y'all all the time. Most of the time I do. I'll tell y'all, well, I was going to do an episode for this, but I did. But, you know, just wanted to shout him out, put some spec on his name and, and just let everybody know. I am actually looking forward to that Netflix film, Oxygen. It looks like one of those claustrophobic bottle films that actually might have, you know, you, you it will make you have an, an emotional attachment to that one character that the whole movie is centering around. And it looks like it could it, it could be pretty decent. Nice little slow burn uh, thinking man's thriller horror, if you will. But whew, let's 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 get to it, man. I, I can't wait to jump into this commentary, man, because this is a movie that people are literally split down the middle about, um, not just in the, you know, Return of the Living Dead franchise community, but just the horror community in general. And I say that to say this, I know people that absolutely love this film, that have a ball with this movie like I do, but I know people <laughs> that absolutely despise this film. And I got to also shout, shout out to my boy, Troy Lee. I don't know if you're going to tune into this or not, but bro, I'm shouting you out because I know how much you love this movie, man. I'm fucking with y'all. My man, my man, Troy Lee, absolutely fucking thinks this film is an abomination. And you know what? I never argue anybody down who can't stand this film, man. And um, of course, people were talking about Return of the Living Dead Part 2, 1988, I think is when this movie came out. Now, before I, I say a little bit of, you know, factual actuals here, let me just say that before I, you know, the Return of the Living Dead, the original film is one of the greatest, not just zombie movies, but just films of all time. And there, there's nothing 
that can ever touch the 80s style, the 80s balance of horror and humor, just the punk costume design, the set design, the practical effects that with just the overall idea was lightning in a fucking bottle with the original Return of Living Dead. And we know the fans know nothing will top that as much as I want to see a remake or maybe a direct sequel. There's nothing that's going to fuck with that movie ever in lifetime. The cast is amazing. The acting, you know, for a, a somewhat cheesy zombie movie almost b film the acting is up to par man none of the acting is dated in that film for me man it's all everything sales with flying colors in that film man now this sequel however and we know there's a lot of familiarity with this film and that's one of the things that people don't like there is a lot of hu- no this is all humor there are no parts in this movie that are scary whatsoever and i said this earlier in um there's a group i'm in on facebook the return of living dead that's the actual title of the group if y'all want to check that out big shout out to them man they are the biggest and best return of living dead series fans in the world and hopefully i don't get in trouble for posting this episode in that group in particular i don't know if people post reviews and you know commentaries and podcast stuff like that hopefully i don't get in trouble for that and hopefully people tune into it i don't know but shout out to them but um we know that this is full-blown humor there's no horror in here whatsoever there are scary shots of the zombies which i said in the group earlier this morning but for the most part there's nothing scary about this movie it's full tilt boogie um humor in this shit slapstick at times but um it, it, it still holds up, man. This is a movie before I even saw it. I would be in West Coast Video. Yes, I'm showing my age without telling my age. Um, I would be in West Coast Video, and my mom would be off with my brother and sister. Or sometimes it would just be me in there with her, and she would be off looking for her movies. You know, her more, uh, 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 you know, like, Basic Instinct and all those types of crazy-ass movies that I probably shouldn't have been watching, but I was around for them. But this is a the, the front cover for this movie, and I know people say that it was kind of a ripoff from Fright Night, because uh, I think they kind of came out around the same time, but I would literally stare at this this cover nonstop until I was able to, you know, until my mom was able to let me rent this movie. And when I rented it, I'm like, I, I love this shit, man. It, I don't hate this movie at all. I don't hate that it's familiar. I don't hate that it's full, you know, humor. Is it a good follow-up to, you know, does it hold a candle to the original or even the third movie? Absolutely fucking not. But is it better than part four and part five? Absolutely fucking right. But um, Ken Wiederhorn, man, the director of this movie, uh, who did a film that I'm still waiting to find on demand so I can do commentary for it, Shockwaves. That is the, it looks like a good throwback movie. Never saw it. He did Eyes of a Stranger, uh, Meatballs 2. He's, he did a, a episode of Freddy's Nightmares, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, this guy, you know, there was a lot of trouble on set. If y'all want to check out, there's a documentary on this movie on YouTube if y'all want to check it out. But there was a little bit of trouble on set. And they said that this director didn't really care for the horror genre. And he didn't really get the idea of what a Return of Living Dead sequel or film in general should have been. And if that's the case, then I don't know what the fuck this guy was doing behind the camera for a, return, for a sequel to something like the Return of Living Dead. But whatever it was, it works for me, man. Um... I'm sorry, it does. Tom Matthews and James Karen come back for this, but they're playing two different characters. Alan Trutman came back, who played the original Tar Man, to play Tar Man again. Brian Peck, who plays Scuzz in the first movie, is back in this movie, but he he plays a couple zombies here. You got Suzanne Snyder from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Jonathan uh, Terry came back to play Colonel Glover. Dana Ashbrook, Michael Kenworthy. The cast is the cast is fairly decent. They the characters get really fucking annoying at times, but it it it's 
it's passable. It is passable, but these characters don't have shit on any of the characters from the first movie. But I do still have some crazy nostalgia with this film. I have some really good laughs and I got some really, you know, there are good moments in this movie, man. I, I love this movie through and through. There's, there's nothing I really can say I hate about it because I just go into it just hoping to have a good time. So hopefully that's that's what we got here, people. And I'm literally eight minutes into this shit so without further ado now this is no you know this is no um you know director's cut or anything like that thank god i found my old ass copy of this movie because the original score and soundtrack is on this copy because um you know if you watch it on demand or even on youtube um full movie style or even the clips they changed up every bit of the music in here i don't know if it was like a copyright issue or whatever but all original score is here man for the you know the diehard fans that love that nostalgia and that's you know i'm letting y'all know just in case y'all are to you know tuning in and if y'all are y'all are the true tutor reviews mvp so with that being said people let's jump into this commentary man for return of living dead part two i will hit the play button in three two one let's uh, Let's do this dance. Thank God they got the original score on here, man. Um, it's one of the reasons why, you know, like I said, I'm big on nostalgia. I don't throw a lot of shit away. Because if I do, I'll, I'll start to miss it and I can never get it back again. I'm a sucker for physical copies. I know people like their digitals and, you know, they like uh, their streaming services. I love physical copies. Now this scene right here, I remember um, I was on set for this and we had to turn on the rain machines and these guys were actually trained military guys and I couldn't be lying any more than I already am. Shit, I wish I was on set for a Return of Living Dead movie. Um, even a bad one. I've never been on a movie set ever, but it's kind of a dream of mine. But even, like I said, even a bad one, I would just love to just be, to just at least see zom practical zombie effects and see those trioxin barrels. Like, to see the, you know, the, um, like the property managers or designers, like just create these. Cause this is something new that they did with the trioxin barrels um, in, in the sequel. And one of the thing, one of the only bits of continuity that this franchise has through five movies is the trioxin barrels, but they look different every single film. And one of the things that they added here was, um, you know, these little punching numbers things. It's a little mechanism on the on the canister. You could punch in the numbers to open up the barrels, which they didn't have in the first movie. Yeah, let's let's smoke a skinny ass joint that probably doesn't even have that shit is all paper. That shit doesn't even have any bud in it. But yeah, let's smoke a joint while we transport these uh these fucking dead bodies with this this toxic gas. Bright ideas, man. But then again, that that goes back to the line in the first movie where uh, James Cameron is like, 
uh, a James Cameron. James Cameron is like typical army fuck up. Clearly, they're driving in Philly because those are, those are how the potholes are in Philly. That shit's enough to make your trioxin barrel fall off your truck. It's another thing I loved about this movie, man. Um, when I was a kid, was the idea of this town still being built. Um, it reminds me of like Back to the Future when McFly went back in 1955 and Hill Valley wasn't even finished yet. Now this kid Michael Kentworthy. Let, let's talk about Michael Kentworthy for a second. Little Jesse, little Jesse Wilson here. Um, this kid, I used to think, of course, when I was a kid, that he was a bit of a badass, and he has his moments. Don't get me wrong. But he's a big fucking liability in this movie, man. Like this kid is a security risk out the ass, and he is one of those kids that'll get you killed. You know, whether he fucks up, he's useful, but it'll get you killed whether he fucks up or whether you fuck up while you're looking for him, trying to save him. I don't mind him, though, because he's not, he doesn't make bad decisions through and through. He just, I mean, I guess he's just being a kid. Now, that is Thor Van Lingen, plays Billy. And Billy basically, he, he really, you know, the zombies are the antagonist here, but Billy literally becomes the main antagonist of this movie. He becomes a leader of the pack. That's the clubhouse? Yeah, you want to make something of it? No, right. Okay, then. Come on. He doesn't even look like he's got braces. He looks like he's got a fucking, like he got his girl from, his top girl from Paul Wall or somebody. They could have caught Billy. Uh, not Billy, but Jesse. They just wanted to chase. And as fucking skinny as Billy is, you mean to tell me he couldn't have gotten through that gate any faster than that? That motherfucker should have, he should have looked at the opening in the gate, got a running start, and just literally jumped and slid through that shit like Mr. Fantastic or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Billy turned, he turned his head like Michael Myers or something. That sharp Michael Myers turn. Now how did this, I never questioned how did this barrel get there? 
I know it fell off the truck and everything, but it's like, for real. Got them chucks on. Billy just reminds me of like a greaser who was going through his own initiation phase and they just they made him go through the initiation just to fuck with him and they told him he couldn't be a greaser. That's I, that's a cool effect right there. I always love that. How the smoke is just like pushing itself against the glass. evil like what if he never got out of there then those kids would be like murderers you know here we are. yep here we are James Cameron's a gem for one but him and you know there's a lot of people that say that James Cameron and um Tom Matthews should have came back to play different characters in another sequel. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Because these two, the way they bounce off of each other is amazing. Oh. She was a keeper, though, man. I always liked Suzanne Snyder's character. What's her name? Brenda. Yeah, I always loved her character because she's like, she's the best girlfriend in the world. She first, she's got an attitude with him. She's like, yo, can you just tire the fuck out? And then she's like, and be careful, too. She said it all sweet. And then she lets him spoiler alert for people that haven't seen it. She lets him eat her brains towards the end of the movie. And it's like, yo, if that's not a keeper, I don't know what is. And ladies, that is a testament to the real men out here who, you know, they they want you for what's inside your head. They want you for your brains. almost called them uh frank and freddy i mean why not they're 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 not playing the same characters but it's still that same you know james cameron is playing the old head school and the young boy who you know he he gets a kick out of this more than than tom matthew's character does Yep. That is the most delayed reaction to a corpse ever. It's like, 
I'm like that motherfucker waited a hundred years, a hundred years to twitch. <laughs> oh man. And then the police will be like, well, what the hell were you two doing in here? She is watching the same um, aerobics video uh, from Friday 13th, the final chapter. That aerobics instructor is just waiting for the other girls to come in. She's really not, though. It was always a really weird part. It was really weird because it's like was he looking at was he trying to get a glimpse at the TV or was he just looking at his sister I, I never understood but that was a uh, I never say her last name right Mar uh, Marcia Dietlin oh y'all fucked up now yeah, let's sit and watch. Let's sit and wait to see what happens. I would listen. They would have been like, "Well, where did Rome go?" I would have been fucking out of there. Ugh. Ugh. Now the gas goes from looking green to white. Sometimes I don't know if it's just like. Like here it looks straight up green. When it first comes out, it looks like forest green, but it looks green here too. That's another thing that changes in the trilogy, at least, is I think I think Dan O'Bannon, uh, the director of the original Return of the Living Dead, I think he said he wanted yellow smoke, which it kind of looks like. This one is more green, and in Return of the Living Dead 3, the trioxin gas is straight up white. a cool shot though but again this is one of the things that pisses a lot of people off because it's like yo they this again that almost looks like the same shot uh, of the sky and the rain coming and the same like you know lowering crane shot from the original But overall, man, you know, whether you love or hate this movie or even the first one, I love the idea of the, the trioxin gas going up into the sky, causing acid rain, and then the rain 
being what it is, it's literally making the smoke soak into the soil. That is sick. And Joey's just, he's sick too, just for being there. You know what? Uh, had the zombie apocalypse not occurred in this movie, they had a they had a fate worse than death coming to them for doing this shit, man. This is just morbid. But you got people out here who ugh, who probably do stuff like this. He's like, well, now that you mention it. He should have gave it to um to his girlfriend and she should have looked at it like, it's beautiful. My grandmother had one just like this before she died. And then he realized, oh, my God. That We've looted her grandmother's jewelry. Slimy ice. That was always an interesting line. So one thing I do wish that they had in um in Return of Living Day Three was an acid rain thunderstorm. I love part three for doing something completely different, but I I love it's like how I feel about every 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 Friday the Thirteenth movie and Halloween movie has to have a thunderstorm. Like I feel like it's not one of those films without it, so I feel like it's not a Return of Living Dead movie without a acid rain thunderstorm. Now was this a real comic book ba uh, back in the day? What did that say, Ma Masterman? That comic he's reading. Cause he looks like if Cyclops and Deadpool ran into each other and got stuck together, but just got Cyclops' suit and dead I, I don't know where I'm going with this. That's that's what it looks like though. Now Billy that, I love that shot because Billy he's he's an asshole, but he was helping his friend push along on his bike to get him up out of the rain, but um if Billy didn't get exposed to the trioxin gas, that motherfucker would have caught pneumonia. Colonel Glover. I wonder if his wife made him lamb chops that night, too. Or if he had them for lunch. I love this scene. And I, I feel like Kent McCord's character, what's his name, uh, John, 
in Return of the Dead 3, he was the Colonel Glover type of character. Dana Ashbrook, who I always thought resembled uh, Michael Jackson a little bit from the Bad Album era, <laughs> but he was in um, he was in Waxwork. Was it Waxworks? Waxworks two? I still never finished that movie, man. I've never seen the first one, but I got part two, and I think he's in that movie. Yikes. That's one of the saltiest things to hear in life, like when you're trying to impress a girl, or not even impress a girl, but when you're just talking to her, or I don't know, a little bit of both. And you're just like, yo, you don't remember me? And she, she's just like, nah, I don't. I had somebody do that uh, I went to middle school with. And uh, she was like a great hire to me. And I remember I was getting off the bus like a couple years ago. And she remembered my face, but she called me so much. She's like, Curtis? I'm just like, damn. I said, yeah, no. Nah. Plus, I don't look anything like that fucking guy. He's like, I'm fucking dying, mom. What do you expect? Jesse fucking literally looks like he's ready for 2020's pandemic. He's got the goggles, he's got the mask on, got his hoodie all zipped up like Kenny from South Park. Jesse was way ahead of his time, I'd say. Yo, man, like as a kid, of course we all were inquisitive. We wanted to know things and we wanted to get dirty and have fun and explore and sometimes do things that we weren't supposed to do. But who the hell made these kids Sherlock Holmes? They investigate in strange army barrels and oh God, they run into this. Tarman does look scary, but he is in no way, even even played by the same actor, he is in no way 
and that's the last we see of Tar Man. Uh, Alan Trutman literally just got a check and bounced. But uh, he's in no way as effective as he was in that first movie because nobody had ever seen a zombie like that before. He was smart. He talked. And the, oh god, the way he moved. What's his face? Um, Dan O'Bannon said that when they were casting Tar Man, he wanted to get a really skinny mind so that he could layer. They he could they could have this this effect layered on top of a skinny actor and it works like a charm yeah that's when it's time to just leave town a hand coming out of the another thing I appreciate about Return Living Dead 1 and 2 this was the first time back in the day that I saw zombies literally rise from the grave because other times they would just pop up you know, no explanation whether they came from a morgue or whatever. This was another thing that was strange. Uh, while I do love the practical zombie effects, man, and seeing these zombies come out of the grave and how they put humor to it, they really just basically remixed the trioxin theme. They remixed the hell out of it. They even do a, a, a slower paced remix of it in Return of Living Dead 3. If you listen close enough, it's in that scene where they, they remix the Trioxin uh, theme in part three when when the zombies finally break through the, the boards that Kurt and Riverman put up and they're chasing Kurt for like a little brief moment. This goofy motherfucker. He fell back. He came out of his grave and fell into somebody else's. This zombie can't catch a break because people just keep stepping on him. And it's all practical. Like somebody really stepped on that actor's head and he fell back into a hole. Like it's all practical. I really, I could appreciate that. Like I always say, man, I'm I'm practical over CG any day of the week. Joey. Okay. Okay. That part always scared the shit out of me. Just the shot of them walking like that and then that zombie just screaming. It's a nice nod to how his character burns himself alive in the first movie. That's a nice, <laughs> another nice nod to the. I know people hate how familiar this movie is again, but I, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind it, man.
Ugh. Fuck. <laughs> she just runs the fuck off. you think it's another shot I love coming up uh, the zombies um, like I said they're good shots of the zombies that look scary but <laughs> then you get shit like this I love the idea. I know it's silly, but I love the idea of them just almost getting cornered, not cornered, but just surrounded by these zombies while they're running in the cemetery. He should have just left and went to get his girl. time to have these conversations listen oh my god man and Suzanne Snyder uh, as far as playing another love interest of Tom Matthews she is very much like Beverly Randolph's Tina character in the first movie because they Tina in the first movie she whines cries and screams a lot and rightfully so but they had Suzanne Snyder do the same thing My daughter ever came back in the house, you know, when she gets that that age to play outside, like maybe by herself, if she ever came in the house that dirty, like the first thing I want to know was, did she have fun? Because she would probably be grounded until her teenage years. Funny enough, I, I wouldn't put it past her. My daughter loves zombies. 
she likes this movie in particular. I don't let her watch the first one because of that, uh, you know, Linnea Quigley dancing on top of the tombstone naked and just being naked throughout the movie. But she loves this one. I wouldn't be surprised if she, you know, investigated zombies and shit. And his wife, I love his wife, man, because she just thought that 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 yelling and screaming in the distance was just the most interesting thing in the world. But that's something they brought back from the first movie that that made the first movie creepy as fuck, man. The way when the two paramedics walk out and he's like, he's like, you hear that? He's like, Christ, Jesus, sounds like people screaming the way those zombies scream, man, because they're in pain like that's that's crazy. Not gonna lie to you, I tried that once. Um, I tried the the little rope thing. I tried to tie the doorknob to my sister's bedroom to another doorknob, but it I I didn't know what the hell I was doing. A month? Give me some hard time at least. They should have at least played some elevator music for him. Like, it's like it's for the colonel. It's a six-year-old kid who apparently knows what he's talking about. Time out. So, dude left the keys in the van. Are you okay? Even in a small town, you don't do that. The way the body that they ran over that that lady zombie she should just turn into dust. Why does everybody assume in movies when they crash? I mean, I know they got out because they they thought somebody. They thought they ran somebody over. Well, they did, but they thought it was a living person. But why does everybody think their cars never work after a smack out? Oh, no. Oh, ugh. The hell was that one zombie doing in the background? A stanky leg? 
right here. I'm gonna call an ambulance. This movie really, I think why this movie is so much fun and not scary is because this shit, pl this shit plays out like it could have easily shot for shot been an animated movie. His bang moves more than his body does. Yeah, his edible just kicked in. That is exactly what happens when edibles kick in for you. He should have at least got the finger bitten off. <laughs> yo, this is all going bad, yo. What? What was the point of sticking a screwdriver in his head and then grabbing it by the hair? I think he just wanted to impress uh <laughs> He just wanted to impress Lucy. I'm convinced that zombie was standing at the back door that entire time waiting for somebody to pop up. One of the things I, that I wish this movie had was a scene where they're bored, like boarding and nailing up shit. But I guess because you know the first movie took place in really, really only three locations for the most part: the cemetery, the warehouse, and the mortuary. But um, when they went when they got in the mortuary, that's where they were holding it down at, so they were boarding shit up. But I guess because this one, it was like. They were all over the place. They went from the town. They were in the hospital. They went to the meatpacking plant or wherever the hell they went. 
Again, I love the I love the zombie effects, man. Every zombie looks different. I love it. It reminds me of like uh like Day of the Dead, how they made every zombie look different. Jesus, man. Now, if only they had a big-ass projector, they could have just, you know, they could have played that on one of the garage doors at the house and had all the zombies watch, and they could have made a nice little run for it. All the zombies would have been doing aerobics, calisthenics. Why do a lot of his lines sound like they're done in ADR? I'm just saying, it, it does. Now this unfinished house that they're in right now, this shit looks like it could have been something. Like it could have been a, a beautiful masterpiece of a home. This zombie is so fucking childish. <laughs> The thing of these zombies came out of the grave this time around with um with more of a sense of humor. They play jokes on you and shit. Sally Smythe is this actress's name. I wonder what else she's been in. Because they don't give her a lot to do. I know she's not a main character in the movie, but I like her in this movie. I did not like how Billy died, though. Like, that, him him shaking like that, like, ho, ho, ho. I, I, I can't stand that part. You're going to keep the glasses on or off, lady. <laughs> Sounds like that zombie was singing. The, oh, the way that sounds and the look on her face was kind of like shock 
like disbelief like did this motherfucker just bite into my skull Phil Bruns, uh, who plays Doc Mandel, he he's straight out of an animated movie or comic book or something. I love that Doc Mandel, he's he's just this sarcastic, goofy-ass town doctor, but he drives this cherry red, nice-ass vehicle, man. Right, we ain't got time for all this. And Harvey reacted like, you? You let me die? He's like, let me open this fucking door. Good stunt zombies right there that just got hit by the car. I, I love that shot. That Billy sees Jesse in the car and Jesse looks like, holy shit. But this one goes to show that even with a working vehicle and they all get away together these fucking zombies are all over town they're everywhere and they deep now I don't know this zombie on the roof I don't know if this is Brian Peck or not I'm not sure Yeah, that'd have been me. I definitely would have threw the fuck up. <laughs> they fucking wallet in this shit. Damn, I just peeped the hubcat fell off the car. Yo, they are out of fucking control. <laughs> Yo. That hand was trying to fuck Doc Mandela. 
That is a very meta moment they threw into the movie. And before, you know, when I was a kid and first saw this, before I knew what meta meant in movies being, um, you know, the, the whole self-reference aspect and just being self-aware of everything, that part always confused me because I'm like, wait, are they, you know, Frank and Freddy or like what's happening? That shit always had me confused as a kid. Dad, don't say that word. Of course, as time went on, I understood like fan service and stuff like that a little better. Yeah, I wonder what that original line was because that did not sync up with his with his uh his mouth movement at all. Damn, stop hating, sis. I'd, I'd be like, well, go go get killed by yourself then, little shit. He's like, well, now this would be a good time to start making funeral arrangements, like right now. What is it? We're going to do a biopsy. Is it cancer? If we're lucky. No. <laughs> Yo, that's vicious, though. Like, he said, if we're lucky. Because he knows that motherfucker's dead. Now, wherever they filmed this, I wonder at the time, was it just that empty or did they shut the streets down? I do love that everyone's gone. There's literally nobody on these streets. There's nobody in these in these buildings, in these stores. Yeah, because they're they're just they're just walking around, just hanging out. Why does it take everyone so long to realize what's going on? They they stare at the hordes of zombies, not horde, but big ass group of zombies running towards them. Like, is this happening? Is this what I think this is? Because if it's not, then I'm not sure what to think. 
Kobe, and they're hauling ass. Doc Mandel definitely did say that car is cherry, but that shit don't ever want to start up. Again, another liability. I mean, give yourself some type of chance of survival. I'm not going to be, listen, if they're ever knock on wood is a zombie apocalypse. I ain't going to be that person like, we ain't never going to make it out of this one. You got me fucked up. I am not going down without a fight. There will be no fast food on this end. I'm sorry. It's like that guy said in Resident Evil, what was his name, Kaplan? Where he's like, you're going to have to work for your meal. I know you're a girl and everything, but... uh. Did that cement her as a badass or I mean she does get to fire that big ass deer hunter, so that counts. Hey, well, first of all, kiddo, I'm not walking out of there with just a pistol, you know, a revolver. I'm gonna look like fucking Rambo. She walked out of there with one shotgun, gave the dude a pistol, and Jesse walked out of there with a six shooter. I'm gonna have the rest of the revolvers around my waistband on a belt, you know, a makeshift belt. I'm gonna have two shotguns in the, you know, in in the back of my shirt, like two swords. You got me. I'm taking all that gun, all them guns and ammo. Now, this is where I just flat out say the character of Jesse is fucking stupid, because if there's one place I'm not going to go roaming around, it's a it's a hospital. I get lost in it. I remember my daughter was um my daughter was on the way, uh, not literally on the way, like her mom wasn't in labor or anything. But, you know, she had to stay in the hospital overnight when she was pregnant with our daughter and she was hungry and we both were hungry so we ordered pizza so i remember going down to the front entrance of the hospital got my pizza and literally it took me almost a half hour just to get back upstairs to the room because i got lost Poor Ed. Almost called him Frank again. Damn it. Hello? Hello? Mayday. Ahoy. Ahoy. 
Now this could have been a decent cat and mouse scene. This zombie was always uh, creepy looking to me. And the fact that that is scary in itself. That zomb these zombies, these trioxin zombies can smell your brains. This shit's wild. shot him in the face but what if he shot you in the face It's crazy how Jesse gets this look of submission on his face. Like when he runs to that, I think he runs to a door and it's locked. This part right here, the look on his face is like he, like he's about to give up and he knows he's going to die. That look right there. Now, does this make this zombie in particular half dead? <laughs> oh, man, I'll be here all week, y'all. Bad jokes and all. Does, this, does he have three fingers? It looks like he has... I think he does have three fingers. And of course, bullets don't work against these zombies, but the one thing about... The one thing... <laughs> it's just his armor. The one thing about this series, man... And I don't give a fuck. Like, bad sequel, good sequel. The one thing about this series they had no business doing was how inconsistent it is in the sense that how these zombies are killed. Every single Return of the Living Dead movie, these zombies have to be stopped in a different way. In the first one, they have to be burned, and even if they're burned, it doesn't make a difference because they got trioxin in them, and it'll start acid rain all over again. In this one, they have to be electrocuted to be killed. In the third one, they can only get shot with those, um, oh man, not tranquilizers, but you know, whatever they shoot the zombies with in part three, and it, it freezes them up.
Now it's not. It's not. Of course, it's, it is nowhere near as good as how they were dying in the original movie. Because the original movie, it was it was painful to watch them get rigor mortis and just make the transition. Here is kind of like they're they're phoning it in a little bit. Like we're going right to Doctor Oz. Uh, Shut up! I'm telling you, Sarge, we cleared out the town. We should be way over here. That that is the guy who played Jax in the the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie. Y'all remember Jax was only in like two scenes when they were in the club looking for Kano, and when Sonya runs off to the boat because she sees Kano. That that was the guy that played Jax. And that dude in the background, I, is, I think that's the guy that played Horace Pinker in Shocker. I'm not sure I know what you mean. his ass on fire. Ed's face is just everybody's face when they eat some good ass spaghetti. They wouldn't have made it far anyway because they got that damn drop top army jeep. They got no cover. This scene was so fucked up when they're in they're in and out the animal shop eating the pets. Oh god, man. This this was fucked up. The way he reacted was like he was just an animal rights activist and shit. He said, oh no, now y'all done crossed the goddamn line eating animals now. That was a nice stunt too. These zombies do good tumbles, man. Tumbles and flying in the air and stuff.
I know that's right. Smooth move, X Lax. But yeah, that's when they establish that the zombies got to be killed by electrocution. And bi- there goes uh, Billy's Billy's little sidekick coming away from the dumpster. I think I said this before. I'll say it again. This is what an Everclear hangover is like, people. Don't worry. 100% accurate. And you just wake up like you feel like you're dead. someone gets their jaw ripped off is always bad well oh god I just thought of that scene in uh, mirrors I don't know how many of y'all have seen that movie with uh, Kiefer Sutherland when his sister I think it's his sister Amy Smart I think it's the actress that plays his sister in that movie and when that her reflection rips her fucking jaw off my god Now this is where um, Brenda establishes herself as the ultimate girlfriend now. And the best girlfriend in any zombie movie. Next to uh, Melinda Clark in Return of Living Dead 3. That sounds all bad. Now, was she dying or did she like it? Like, what the fuck? shall pass. Now that part, that's real shit, man, because, you know, I feel like since the pandemic, people have really been taking the, they've been taking the term quarantine and using that shit very lightly. There has been no real quarantine. Um, that is a motherfucking quarantine. You try to cross over and and roll out, you're getting shot at. It's like how it's like the actual movie Quarantine, that found footage movie, where they were cutting through the ziplock that you, not the ziplock, but the you know the the how they sealed off the entire apartment building, and they were cutting through that ceiling, the ceiling. They were cutting through the seal. Those motherfuckers were were shooting, aiming for the head. 
the military, the CDC was there and all that shit. That's a quarantine for your ass. But that would just happen. That's real. You know, they will shoot your ass if you try to, you know, escape the city because they're not letting they're not going to risk the disease getting out like that. And if you try to go against it, they they will shoot you. My man was in another time capsule. He said Harry Truman. And he had he had like brains in a jar. Oh, this was the meat packing plant. I was wrong. Uh so the meat packing plant is where they got the brains and I think it's the power plant that they go to for the uh the finale. Back to hell. They they swore they was gonna make it out of there. And the zombies are just getting up after all that gunfire. Like, yeah, that's cute, guys. We're still hungry though. Yeah, that was all she wrote. And took their vehicle. I swear to God, they sampled that from the original movie. The way they're screaming brains in the distance like that. See what I'm saying? Jesse's a fucking security risk, man. He keeps running off. Damn it. Yo, it's like 17 of them in that army jeep. <laughs> it really... Yo, look how many of them are in there. I think she meant it. I bet you think I'm a real idiot, don't you? No. I think you're great. Yeah, let's have a moment instead of going find the kid. Look at this motherfucker. Just all over the neighborhood, hopping fences, running in and out of houses and shit. I would have told her ass like listen first of all you don't even remember me when i remember you from school that's strike one uh strike two is you talking to me with that tone of voice throughout the entire night in the zombie apocalypse and three i don't remember what three was gonna be but i've been like listen that's your fucking brother what do you, you want? 
done trying to impress you. It's not all right. This was actually real, a really good idea. Tossing the brains out the back of the truck. What he should have did... Listen, you're basically leaving a fucking trail of breadcrumbs. But I, wait, you know what? I'm wrong again because they were trying to lead them to the power plant to electrocute them all because they had already had a plan. So they wanted to lead all the zombies there. I get it. But yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that either because clearly there was no way for them to get out of town. So because I was going to say they should have just left a big ass bag just to distract them where they were and then got out of town but they can't go anywhere Just in the nick of time, huh? This was a good idea, too, uh, to electrocute them all kind of two birds one stone type of thing but i'm gonna be real had i would have thought of something like this i, I wouldn't have and had i would have known which buttons to press absolutely not i am not an electrician I'd have been hitting all kinds of switches and levers. I would have just activated every fucking thing. I should make that my alarm clock sound. Yeah, that's just it's too much wiring for me, man. I'm telling you, I would have fucked myself up trying to devise this plan. We're going to have to draw straws at that point. Like, okay, well, who would make the best electrician here? And notice that Billy looks gradually worse and worse as the movie goes along. And he's, I guess because he's like freshly dead, he's the only one that thinks to climb the gate and 
Yeah. Another fuck up. I love this shot too. Them, them about to jump into the back of the truck while zombies are literally right on their ass. That shot, that is a great shot right there. That one zombie right there looked like, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played Jack the Ripper in Last Action Hero. Doc's just sitting there chilling. He's like, I don't have any weed to put in my, my pipe. What is that he's got there? I couldn't see the label. If it was Heaven Hill, he should have stayed the hell away from it. I love how Doc is just going, he keeps going back and forth. He's like, yeah, one, one drink won't hurt me. In a zombie apocalypse, I'm absolutely not drinking unless I have a, unless I know I have a, a nice little window to do so. The hell we can't? As much fucking scurrying off as he's done this entire movie? Oh yeah, you're up, kid. <laughs> it's like, now you screw this one up. I don't know what we gonna do. Doc Mandel's like, ah, what the hell? If I'm that bored, I'm actually going to talk to the zombie. I'm not going to hold y'all. I'm going to take a couple drinks, and I'm going to talk to the zombie. Like, so what's it like uh, being undead? What have you seen in your day? Billy had no fear. He jumped right in front of the truck. <sighs> Damn it, Jesse. God, this fucking kid, man. And, and, and there he goes. 
scurrying off again. Is he trying to sound like uh, Christian Bale's Batman right there? Quick thinking, kid. Ugh. Yeah, you sure told him. Yeah, if they were breaking through like that, then you you really expectations for survival are pretty low because i'd have been like listen uh my little brother's gonna fuck this up so i there's no guarantee we'll make it out alive but he did something right there we go i take back what i said about jesse Been like, what you remember me this entire time, and you oh my god, the pride with some of these women these days, man. You couldn't, you couldn't have told me this prior to almost getting eaten alive. We could have been in the back of the truck reminiscing, or at least getting it in if they were about to die. Shit. Billy is the ultimate bully. Damn, whole whole room is falling apart. You know, with all of this electricity firing off, it makes one wonder. First of all, this <laughs> they said this Michael Jackson zombie. I think that is Brian Peck. Like I said, he plays Scuzz in the original movie. That's Brian Peck playing the Michael Jackson zombie. But um, they said that was like a last minute idea. And I don't know if Michael Jackson was pissed off about that or not. But with all this electricity is, that's being used, you gotta wonder how fucked up the town's power was for the next couple weeks or months. Haha! <laughs> I see what you did there, Doc. 
And I would have been the, the asshole to ask the military guys, like, wait, so how do we explain this? Do you guys cover this up and kill us? Do you put us in a mental institution? Do you cut us a check? Be nice. Oh. Cause you about to see a grown man drunk. Now who brought the head? How did the head get there? Again, the military, the the another typical army fuck up. They don't know shit. They still don't know shit. Y'all don't know fire can't kill these. Even though fire can't kill these, we made it, people. We survived another zombie apocalypse. So what's that we got in the can? We got commentary now for Return of Living Dead 1, Return of Living Dead 2, 3, and 4. So we, y'all know what's coming next. And I'm not looking forward to it at all. And like I said, I am not doing commentary for the Return of Living Dead 5 until I have an entire bottle of alcohol on deck. Beer is not going to get me through that movie, trust me. But eventually I'll do it. Um... Let's give a rating here. I would give this, now that I'm watching it again, it's the first time I sat through it fully in a minute, I will give this a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, and what keeps it from a 10, like I said, I'm very, I don't hate this movie at all. I'm very big on nostalgia. But as far as a follow-up to the original film, which had, like I said, the perfect balance of horror and humor, and you could take it a little more seriously, a lot more seriously than this, actually. Uh, as a sequel to something like that, it doesn't hold a candle to it, even through all its nostalgia, and it's still not better than part three for me. Part three is is always going to be the second best entry in the entire series, but it is better than four and five. So, you know, that combined with the nostalgia and the practical effects and just the funny moments in here, uh, seven and a half out of ten. I feel like that's fair enough. I know there are people that rank it, uh, you know, they, they rate it way lower or way higher than I do for certain reasons, but that's just what I got here. But um, I feel like I feel like Ken Wiederhorn, e even if he didn't have a grasp on what he wanted to do here, he still made a great zombie comedy because seriously taken zombie movies are hard to do nowadays. Um, and this falls in the, the category of a decent zombie comedy man you're not going into this for anything serious at all you're not going into it for a great acting performance or to take it seriously or have a crazy emotional attachment to these characters but um you know exactly what you're getting into when you watch it so yeah that's my rating for this people now um y'all already know what to do man and in case that y'all don't hopefully y'all do but if y'all don't y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, overcast podcast breaker radio public and Podbean. follow me on facebook and instagram or meryl tudor shout out to the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs y'all can check that out come one come all man like i said as long as it's no religion politics none of that extra pc shit then um like I said, come one, come all, man. There's plenty of zombie talk in there. Most of it comes from me. 
I might be one of the biggest zombie buffs in that group unless the other ones just are like in hiding or something like that. But y'all can check the group out. And last but not least, shout out to the two, the reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, man. Still pushing for the 5K spins out there, man. Um, but, you know, the 4.9 listens is amazing. I'm going to speak it into existence. By the end of this week, we may be at the 5K mark. I'm not sure. I'm going to just put it out there. Just for, you know, wishful thinking purposes only. But y'all already know, man, the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.